Today I'd like to talk to you about Core Data Basics. Now Core Data is the most requested video I've had so far, and it's difficult to cover in just a single episode, so I'm going to do my best to cover just the basics on how to get it set up here today, and then we'll talk about uh, some more advanced features later on. So for this example, I'm just going to create a new master detail application. I'm going to give this the name Core Data Basics. And then I'm not going to check Use Core Data because we're going to set this up manually. Doing so will force you to understand exactly how things get set up, and it also won't clutter up your app delegate with tons and tons of core data setup code. Now I am going to use Arc, and I'm going to click Next. Okay, so I've got a basic application here that doesn't have core data, so let's go ahead and add it. First things first, we need to go here into our build phases, and in our link binary libraries, we need to add the core data framework. Next, we need to create a directory that we can work with. I'm just going to call this data model. And I want that to be an actual path on disk. So I'm going to click this little icon here, create an equivalent data model folder, and choose that. Next, I'm going to right click on that and create a new file. I'm going to use the core data group, click data model, click next. And to keep in with our theme, I'm going to call this beers. Okay, we click on this. And we can see a little design surface here that has different entities, relationships, attributes, and so forth. Now there's two different designers you can use. You can use this list style, or you can use this uh, visual style. I'll start off with the visual style. We're going to click Add Entity. Now the entity's name, in this case, is going to be Beer. Now you may want to prefix this with your common class prefix. For simplicity's sake, I'm just going to call it Beer, but you might use your company prefix. Um, if I was doing NS screencast, I might choose to do NSS beer. Of course, that's a little bit confusing since NS is a common prefix. So uh, just use your best judgment and use something that is not going to conflict with something else. Now over here, our entity's name is beer, but it's backed by a generic NS managed object class. And we're going to want to actually own these classes. So we want to create a class called beer also. Now it's important to note that these two things should probably be named the same thing. Next, let's just go ahead and add an attribute. Click on the attribute. Our beer is going to have a name. It's not going to be optional, and it's going to be indexed. What that means is it's going to tune the database such that we can search efficiently for beers by name. You have to specify an attribute type, so we're going to specify a string here. Next, let's add another attribute, and we will call this uh, details, and this would be sort of like informational stuff about a beer. This is also going to be a string, but it's just going to be optional. Next, let's go ahead and add another entity. And we're going to name this one Brewery. We're going to add an attribute for this. We're also going to have name here. It's not going to be optional, and it's going to be a string. Now we need to set up a relationship between these two. And an easy way to do that is just to control drag from one to the other. When you click on the relationship on the beer side, that points to a brewery. The destination is a brewery class. And the inverse of this relationship is the other one that we haven't modified yet. So it still has this name new relationship. Now we could go ahead and make this optional so that we can create beers without breweries, which I think might be a good idea here. And when we delete a beer, what do we want to have happen? Well, I guess that just will nullify this association. On the brewery side, this is going to be a collection of beers for that brewery. 
And so we need to make sure and make this a plural association, meaning it's a one-to-many. In this case, if we delete a brewery, we may want to cascade the delete and delete all associated beers. Once you have these things together, we're going to save our model. Now there's one thing we need to do, and that is create a template class that represents these. And unfortunately, it represents a whole lot of boilerplate code. So there's a tool you can use called MoGenerator. You can install MoGenerator by typing brew install MoGenerator. Now I already have 1.25 already installed, and that gives me a MoGenerator command. So here I'm sitting on my application directory and I've got my Xcode project inside of my core databasics folder. There's our data model folder. And if we take a look at here, we have our beers.xe data model D. Now that is a data model directory and it's going to contain versions of our data model for which there is just one right now. So we're going to run MoGenerator on this. We're going to pass in dash dash model and the path to our model file. So remember to step into your beers.xe data model D and pass in the XC data model. Now there's a couple other things we might want to pass here, so take a look at the options. One thing I wanted to pass in here is a template var for arc equals true, so that it can uh, use an arc template to create these models. In my experience though, that didn't work, so I did have to modify these things manually. You can see here that it generated four machine files and four human files. Going back over into our data model, let's go ahead and add these files to our project. It created a pair of files for each entity. Basically, the files it created with an underscore are generated and are not to be edited. In our case, though, there is an error here, and I think this is an error with our template that we chose. It will also have an error because we're in an ARC project, but it's using retain and release. So we can change these to ARC, or we can just disable ARC for all these files, and that's what I'm going to do. So over here on the build phases under compile sources, I'm going to go to the two underscored versions and I'm going to attach a dash F no OBJC arc to each one. Okay, now that we can build, we have a data model and we have our model objects. Now go ahead and take a look inside of these headers and see what it contains. It contains strongly typed accessors for all of our properties. A couple of generated methods like getting the entity description uh, based off of a managed object context. And then we have our beer.h and beer.m, and these are empty. And these are where we can put our custom logic for our classes. So I mentioned earlier that I didn't want to start with the core data sample template. And the reason is, is they dump all of that setup code inside of your app delegate, and it really doesn't belong there. So I'm going to create a new class that is going to serve as um, the way that we interface with our data model. So I'm just going to create a new Objective-C class and call it beers data model, which is will be an NS object. Now inside of our beers data model, we're going to do a handful of things for setup. First, I'm going to have a shared object. So this can be accessible from anywhere in the application. Then we're going to have a, a read-only property for an NS managed object context. And we're going to call that main context. 
Now an object context is what you're going to use to interact with your entities in the, into the database. Now these are not thread safe. You're going to use one context on the main thread and for any background operation you create you will most likely create a context just for that background thread or perhaps just for that operation. Now you will have to resolve merging changes from one context into another context but that's all pretty standard code and you should check out, take a look at the core data book for more advanced details on how you can do that. Here I want to make sure that we have core data imported in our header. Now core data doesn't have to only have one store and so we're also going to be setting up a persistent store coordinator which is just a required object. Now the persistent store coordinator's responsibility is just to coordinate different stores. Next we need just a few helper methods. I'm going to paste those in here. Next, flipping to our implementation file. Going to add a private class continuation here that contains our uh, property to a managed object model. I'm doing this so that it's accessible anywhere in the implementation file but not publicly. And a helper method to get the documents directory. Next we can synthesize all of our properties. Now for the model name, I'm just going to return beers, which is going to be the name of our model. That's the same as the prefix here for our XC data model. Now the managed object model itself sometimes is referred to as a mom and uh, like you saw before D stands for directory so this is going to be a, a directory that contains our managed object model. So basically when we compile this application it's going to take this XC data model and compile it into a momd folder and put it inside of our app bundle. So this is going to represent the path to that model. Next we need to get a path to our SQLite store. So basically this is going to be beers.sqlite. So I'm using the same model name here. And now that we have the file name, we can paste in the path here. It basically accesses the documents directory helper method and uh, appends the path component for the SQLite store file. Now we haven't written that documents directory. Now here's the documents directory helper method. And now we're done with the path related stuff. Now it's time to generate the readers for these uh, properties so that we can lazily set up core data. Step one is our managed object context. So here we're going to check to see if the managed object context is nil. And if so, we're going to create a new one. And then we're going to set its persistent store coordinator to our persistent store coordinator. Now that also doesn't exist. So we're going to create that next. So here we're also going to check to see if the persistent store coordinator is already initialized or not. And if it is, we're just going to return it. Next, we're going to use the path to the SQLite store to create a file URL for that store. And then finally, we're ready to create our NS persistent store coordinator, which we can use NS persistent store coordinator alloc init. And it looks like we need an NS managed object model. We don't have that yet, so let's create a method that we can use to get our managed object model using the reader that we declared above. I'm going to paste in the code here to create our NS managed object model. 
basically we use our, our model path, we construct a file URL out of that, and then initialize our managed object model with the contents of that model path. Again, remember the model path is our path to our momd file. And now we're passing off that model to our persistent store coordinator. And we're about to add our first backing store. But to do this, we first need to add a few options. So I'm going to create a dictionary with a few options. So we have an NS number, number with bool yes. So basically this is a object wrapper around a true value. This is for the option NS migrate persistent stores automatically option. What that means is when we make a change to the data model, as long as it can figure out how to migrate these, it will do so without us needing to write any code. The second option is yes as well, and that is to infer the mapping model. Basically, that means for simple changes, we don't need to provide the mapping details. So if we simply add a column or add a new entity, things should just work. If you start removing stuff, however, things might not work, and you'll have to create your own manual mapping for those. Okay, now we're ready to create our persistent store. Here we will wrap this in an if block to check the return value. And we're going to say add persistent store with type NS SQLite store type. The configuration in this case will be nil. We have our store URL already. We have some options. And we have uh, the option of providing some error. And it's a good idea to to um, make sure and capture all of these errors because core data is sort of finicky and it's nice to get all the detail you can when something goes wrong. So that means check all errors when the framework is going to give you the opera. When the framework is going to give you the option of handling an error, go ahead and do that. So I'm going to paste in some error handling code here. And basically, this is going to uh, raise an exception with uh, the underlying error inside of that ex exception. Okay, at this point, we have our data model all set up. The last thing we're missing is our shared accessor. So let's go ahead and create that. Our shared data model. We're going to create a static version of this beers data model. And if the instance is nil, then we're going to initialize it. And now return our instance. Okay, so one thing I haven't mentioned yet is we used mode generator to generate these files and uh, I'd like to cover this in a future screencast. So it definitely is not desirable to have to generate some files and then edit them. The idea is that you have them generated automatically for you when you, um, either when you run the build and when mode generator detects that you've changed your data model, it can regenerate those classes for you. Uh, but in this screencast, we're just gonna generate them once and then use the ones that were, uh, were created for us. Okay, at this point, we're ready to try this out. So let's go ahead and go into our app delegate. We're going to import our beers data model. And then as soon as our application launches, we're going to utilize that data model to get a main context. So we're going to say manage context is equal to the beers data model 
shared data model main context. So if there was a context, I'm going to NSLog that. Otherwise, we're just going to complain. Okay, let's go ahead and run this and see what we get in the logs. And here you can see that the application is running. I logged out the path to our SQLite database that it created. So I'm going to copy that. And it looks like it created it successfully and we have our context. So what I'd like to do next is back in our app delegate, back in our app delegate, here where we have our context is ready, I want to start interacting with the database to show you how that works. So we're going to import our our beer entity and our brewery entity to create a new beer that you're going to save into the database you can't just do alloc init because there is a special way of doing this you need to specify the entity that you're going to be saving which is goes back to the uh, the two fields that both said beer from before so in our case our entities are always going to be of the same name as the class but that's not always the case for every scenario, and so this is why they have that. You also have to specify the managed object context that is going to save this entity. And because this code gets a little wordy, MoGenerator has gone ahead and uh, given us a convenience method called insert into managed object context. And now we can use our context that we created just a second ago to insert that beer. Now at this point, it hasn't yet inserted it, we're going to set the name of the beer and then we're going to create a brewery using the same tactic insert into manage object context and then we're going to set that and now we're going to say beer.brewery is equal to brewery once we're done with all of our changes now we can say context save at this point, I'm, I'm going to pass you nil here, but in real code, you will actually handle the return value of context save. And if it was nil, you need to inspect that error property to see what happened. One reason why this might error out is if you forgot to set one of the required fields. So let's go ahead and run this. And we can see that we didn't get any new output, but that means it probably worked. So let's go over to, I'm going to copy this uh, SQLite path, and I'm going to open up a I'm going to open up a program called Base, which you can find in the Mac App Store. And I'm going to open up our database inside of this app. Now you can see the structure that we have for our core data system. It has a SQLite master file. We have Z metadata, some primary key information, and Z beer and Z brewery. So it's not exactly what you'd create if you were creating this on your own, but you really are not meant to muck around with this database. This is purely an implementation detail. But what I wanted to draw your attention to was the fact that this did insert a brewery into the breweries table and did insert the appropriate reference in the beer table as well with a link back to that brewery. So it would have been nice to get some output saying what it was doing. To do that, let's go over here and edit our active scheme. So here on the run action in the arguments tab, Let's go ahead and click this button to the arguments passed on launch, and we're going to pass com.apple.coreData.sql debug 
and the second argument with the value 1 for yes. Sometimes this is going to be a little bit noisy, so you may want to toggle this on or off depending on what you're doing, but I'm going to show it as 1 so we can see what's going on. Then we're going to go ahead and click OK. And next time, let's go ahead and insert two different beers. A 90-minute uh, Imperial IPA, and the brewery here is Dogfish Head. And when we run this, we should see the output here in the logs. And it didn't work, so let's see why. Let's go ahead and edit the scheme again, and it looks like I need a dash here. Let's try this one more time. Aha! Now we get plenty of output of what's going on with uh, core data. How is it interacting with our application? Now it doesn't tell you exactly what's going on because these parameters aren't passed but it can tell you when it's selecting and inserting data. So if you see some hiccups on the main thread, uh, check to see if you're you know, inserting or, or selecting just large amounts of data. So at this point, I'm sure your brain is full of all this core data stuff. There's plenty of things to soak in here. So um, just remember the various core objects that uh, core data requires, NS Persistent Store Coordinator, NS Managed Object Model, and the NS Managed Object Context. Take a look at Mo Generator. You can install with Homebrew and just try it out. It's definitely better to try it out uh, on the side before you try it out in a real project because there's just a lot going on here. So that's it for this week and I hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll uh, continue on next week with some more advanced usage of core data. Thanks for watching.